Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams. Brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Insights. Today I'm talking to you about toys for your boat. Now some of you probably already got a few toys on board. There's just some ideas I've picked up. I'm trying to keep it relatively generic uh, for whatever boating you're interested in but it's something that's always been a bit of a passion of mine you know I obviously started boating before the um, internet and ordering things online and so we used to go to the London boat show every January and somehow I'd always pull off getting my birthday present nine months early for the year uh, with whatever kind of the new towable was that was on a special and I'd top it up or top up buying it by selling whatever I'd had the previous year. And so over the years, I've ended up having a, a lot of different kind of toys on boats and, you know, on my own boats and when I was kind of growing up on, on my parents' boat. And um, I just wanted to share some, some bits and pieces I've picked up along the way because you, you, you most people will want some kind of toys on board, but you can quickly end up with too many. And and like every other part of boating, the usage will vary totally depending on who you're boating with, what you're doing, what kind of boat you've got, and just keeping an open mind for that so that you um, you don't end up with a completely overloaded boat and that you, you, you've got what's kind of the right tool for the job. Now, I don't think I could really start this off without acknowledging the these amazing kind of lily pads which have just taken off um, yeah, our boat when I... I bought our last boat actually came with one and I resisted getting it on board because the lily pad was I think unrolled was bigger than the boat and um, my wife and daughters gave me a lot of encouragement to get it on board and after about six or seven months they wore me down and I was blown away I, I mean environmentally they're a complete disaster you know <laughs> massive piece of foam it's not single use but there's not a lot you can do with it afterwards from a fun perspective, they're amazing, and I can see how you've ended up with these very, very difficult to store uh, bits of equipment. If, if you haven't seen them before, think of the floats that you used to have at a swimming pool when you were growing up, That you, when you were allowed to kind of have them, the big floats, and you could kind of run across them and join them up and all that good stuff that you're probably not allowed to do anymore. And they have a couple of plastic eyes put into them. Then you... Um, basically tie them to the back of the boat and people can hang out on them and what's great is obviously when you're anchored it's some way that you can be in the water without having to tread water and swim all the time so kids can run on them people chill out and have drinks or chats or spend the day on them and they've really become a must-have feature on any charter boat around the world for the last couple of years and subsequently found their way onto most privately or a lot of privately owned vessels as well do you think about the storage? Uh, I actually ended up rigging up a couple of extra mooring lines for ours. I do see people sometimes get bags made for them to protect them from the sun, which I think does make a massive difference if they're out in the weather. Yeah, when we get pool noodles and things, if they're left in the weather, they, they barely make six months and then they're obviously dumping microplastics into the ocean and things. So if you do go down the lily pad route, just try and think that through. How can you keep it together so that you're not dumping little bits of plastic into the ocean and and make sure that it it actually lasts you for a very long time or potentially something that you can sell on in the future 
there is even on mega boats these things are a nightmare to store so you do need to give that a bit of thought and they do come in different sizes as well but if you haven't if you haven't used one before um what i would say is i can totally understand the hype and if you're on board particularly with kids it is an amazing game changer that you've got this kind of platform in the water and and actually even on small boats and ours was a pretty small boat really but it um it meant it basically doubled the size of the boat because you could just have people playing on the lily pad people chilling out on the boat and it, it also kept boats a bit further away from the back of your boat if you were in busy anchorages and things which is sometimes quite nice so just something to uh to to bear in mind that i don't think you can not mention a lily pad in a modern day podcast about boat toys now the next one is the fishing equipment i'm not going to pretend to be an expert uh fisherman the two fish i've caught in my life uh were thrown back and took a took a long time to catch but i think having some kind of fishing equipment all the way down to just simple crabbing lines that we used to have heaps of fun just catching them and throwing them back all the way through to quite advanced stuff what i wanted to mention is you don't need really expensive gear if you are not going to be using rods just simple hand reels are great again the way the world's moved you don't really have corks around as much as you used to because wine bottles are all screw top pretty much and it's very fancy obviously but i'm always amazed at how often you've got these sharp fishing hooks just loose on boats when i get on board and i'm i'm also amazed i don't see more quite horrendous accidents from people putting them through fingers and feet and toes so if you are keeping them on board just think about the storage and how you can make it safe and maybe if there's things that you could put over the hooks and just kind of give all that some thought but certainly just really even just simple crabbing lines and uh, a bucket and a, a very simple net I, I i reckon that was some of the cheapest childcare my parents ever had when we were growing up and you're just kind of catching the crabs and throwing them back and all that stuff so just think think about that and think about how you you, you can stow it if you are going down a line of proper rods whenever i've seen boats that don't have proper storage the rods not as bad as a lily pad but they're always in the way they're always getting caught and stuff they're potentially getting damaged so having proper rod holders or places that you can hold them obviously if they're expensive then you need to make sure they're secure from theft as well and um, but just having having a look at that there is probably more more options for fishing equipment than baby equipment and that's saying something so just remember if you're putting something on the boat to do a bit of fishing just give some thought to not just the rod holders while you're actually fishing but how you can make the storage kind of work well when when you're not now the next thing is towable so the kind of depending where you're from you you'll have seen all these on the beach and you'll call them different things like ringos or donuts um tires tubing if there's if there are versions of this that i haven't owned i'm not aware that they exist i've had the two person four person single person sit in lie on uh, any variation of that um i've had them so they've got kind of cool little windscreens uh for a few years i had an awesome two person little banana boat like the ones you see in hotels they are so much fun 
few things to to mention is the age of the people in them makes a massive difference. We the best Ringo I ever had out of all of them had a a bit in the middle, so that the inner tube meant that you were not actually sitting on the uh, the, the outer protective core that was skimming across the water, which if you're doing a bit of this makes a massive difference and made it way more fun for lying on top and things. I have had quite a lot of accidents when we were growing up when you started having more people in board on board, be it two Ringos banging into each other or uh, towables that can have more than one person on it. What I really wanted to flag is if you are doing this, you need to make sure that you've got a very experienced driver because the potential for accidents as soon as you have more than one person being towed more than doubles instantly it becomes a lot more complex it's a lot easier to have someone get hurt and actually I remember even as a probably 14 year old being out with some friends once where their dad was towing us with my four person at Ringo and I think everyone got quite hurt and they were pretty inexperienced but you know oh yeah I'll do it and um I just sold it the next day and, and swapped it back out for a, a, a two-person one. But even as about a 13, 14-year-old, it was a bit of a massive eye-opener for remembering that just because someone's got a boat and they're up for towing you, that, that, that you want to make sure that they're kind of going to be safe and it's a, a good environment for doing that. Funnily enough, Australia is actually way ahead of England, I found, for that stuff because there are rules and requirements around having a lookout person and a lot more guidance on towing off the back of a lot of accidents that have happened in the past. Whereas at that point in the UK, there was pretty much nothing. Everyone just did whatever they wanted. So think about the age of people. The great thing with most towables is you can put them away. Electric 12-volt pumps are, are gold. The You're finding a way to dry them out so they don't go all moldy is quite useful. If I was going to rank them in order, my favourite that I ever had was a two-person banana boat. We never, even as 11, 12-year-olds, managed to get two people on it. It, it really was called two-person, but it was one person. And, yeah, I, I used to sit on that thing for hours sometimes, I think. Anyway, we ever went across the channel, but I think Dad once towed me for about six or seven hours on that thing. So much fun. Um, and when you get the smaller ones, they're a lot less expensive. The... Single person Ringo's personally, I think, are the best. They're easiest to use. They're the least expensive. If they've got a way that you're not actually sitting on the bit that's skimming on the water, that's gold. And as they get bigger, just remember that even if you can have multiple people, they're getting thrown around and they will be banging into each other. And certainly, I I prefer having you know, one person out the back wherever possible. It's just so much safer and can therefore be potentially a lot more fun. Next one's the underwater and snorkeling gear. Kind of like fishing, you can go a long way on this. Making sure, I mean, these days we've got to be a lot more careful than we probably used to be about who's sharing masks and snorkels and cleaning them and all that kind of stuff rather than just leaving them in a locker and passing them around. But having some, if you've got kids on board, even just going and getting the, you know, we've got the cheap, cheapest ones you could get from our kind of local chain outdoor center but just meaning that you've actually got the masks that fit the kids faces and can be a lot more comfortable for them also my experience is that most kids that when i've been on snorkeling trips they start 
hating masks and snorkels and one day the penny drops and in between times you know obviously you can push it and everyone will cry and all that stuff or the other option is just taking their swimming goggles that they used to from swimming lessons and if people are finding kind of having something over their face and shoved in their mask all a bit much then you really the only benefit of that is that they don't need to come up to breathe so you put the swimming goggles on they can still have a pretty lovely time now the next one i actually learned the last hard way on our last boat the first time we went out and everyone had a great swim and you're probably not surprised to hear that i like having the kids in life jackets so what we then ended up with is that um we were all swimming uh obviously not the lily pad at that point and then we get out and go to go home and realize that the life jackets are completely soaked so if you are planning to have your uh family or kids on board in the in the water and you're thinking given that there's nowhere for them to easily climb out and they can't touch the bottom and you don't know how well they can swim that might be not a bad idea to have them in a flotation device you can probably guess i'm hinting on that then having another life jacket that's actually the one that you wear on the boat can be gold and we found actually then just keeping kind of the boat life jacket and the wet ones and then that way you could leave the dry ones on board without having to worry about that and we just took the other ones home with all the other swimming gear so it was easy to dry them out we were sharing the boat with some other families so that made sense for us but depending on what you're doing thinking about having in water and out of water life jackets might be a good option for you and i certainly know for us for the extra few bucks and yeah it meant if they weren't swimming we also had spare life jackets if they invited friends on board and stuff that were the right size for the kids and so on so that's something to understand the other thing with those kids life jackets is you're going on weight and if you have a look a lot of them tend to vary on about a, a 10 kilo weight limit now particularly the bottom end scale on that is super important you know the manufacturer's guidelines are obviously always important but if then if they when they're smaller they do need that uh, strap going between their legs to stop it coming just straight off over the top of their head and if they are under that minimum weight it, it will be very uncomfortable for them and very unlikely to stay on if needed while they're in the water so please make sure you're checking those weights weights are far more accurate than uh, ages for life jackets and so that 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 would normally be your guide probably not surprised to hear me mention storage as we get into all the toys so one in one out is not such a bad idea i, I ran that philosophy because i essentially always got my new toy at the boat show while it was discounted sold it at the end of the summer for pretty much what we paid for it and so it wasn't too much to have to keep topping up but even if you're not doing it like that just Remember, you just end up, if you haven't used it for a season, maybe it could be time to just move it on while it's still worth something and will be fun for someone else and keep keep cycling through the toys so they don't just clog up your garage or your boat and drive you a bit crazy. I started with lily pads. There's no way I could finish without mentioning paddle boards. It's one of my most favorite activities. I try and get out on paddle board every day if possible these days. But when the when you're going out on a boat i do find the inflatable paddle boards can be great for the fact that when you're done with them you can just deflate them and get rid of them really worth even if you are getting one of the less expensive models that consider getting a, a better pump or a 
a decent 12 volt pump because it, I normally find if people have got inflatable paddle boards, they'll look a bit like a banana. Pay attention to the PSI or the maximum PSI. A lot of the lower value ones will only go up to maybe one or two PSI. So that really gives you a bit of an indication about the you know the quality of the fabric, the, the seals, what they've put into that. Most of the sort of higher end ones, which are a lot more money, I'll, I'll add, um, they, they'll go up to maybe 16 to 18 PSI. And that just gives you an indication of what sort of build quality you've got. But it also means that you can paddle them and use them where they will be light and easy to move around, but also hold a reasonable shape. Something to consider if you're playing with them quite a lot is having a decent paddle on an inflatable paddleboard will make a big difference. So if you are yeah, I've, if you are planning to get out and use them a bit, then a decent paddle. If you're literally just going to have it to tie to the back of the boat and go between different friends in an anchorage, I'd probably just keep it pretty cheap. The massive difference I've found between the inflatables and the fixed ones is although that is easier if you're not very good at paddleboarding to go into the wind on a on a hard board and obviously having a solid board is going to be a lot better if you're in surf and waves but it's a whole different activity but having the simplicity that you can move a an inflatable board that's really light lift it on and off the boat when you do want to get rid of it you can just deflate it and put it somewhere so it's not right in your way for me i found that an overall win and I use that a huge amount and I loved having it to be able to say get in and out of different beaches when we're anchored up but then at the same time when I know we're done for the day just open that valve and let it deflate and have the space without having to worry about tying it down so if you haven't considered lily pads look at them your fishing equipment don't forget to consider the the stowage and how fun it can be especially just really simple stuff for little kids the make sure you think about the ages number of people for towables underwater snorkel gear does make a massive difference if it's the right size consider having an extra life jacket for when you're out of the water as well as in the water and make sure you're looking at the weight of the life jacket and the weight of the person wearing it for the for the kids consider one in one out for all your toys and finally yeah, if you're going down a paddleboard route, consider the inflatable ones for some of the flexibility it will give you. So thanks very much for listening. Hope this one's been helpful and that encourages you to kind of keep the toys coming on board and getting used. Bye.